At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing Watson X Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. During the summertime when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends and family or on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected, whether you're at home or on the go, so you can stay connected to your loved ones and to your favorite things. Whether you're sharing pics from the best rooftops, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show, episode after episode after episode. So connect at home or on the move with AT&T 5G and home internet and create memories and more all summer long. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, on a Sunday, 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 back at it in the salt mine that is the podcast studio here, somewhere at a secret location in the North Woods. Seven days in the week, we do this podcast eight days a week. Well, I do the podcast eight days a week. Gascon's good for one. He's got like one a week. Uh, but I'm in here eight days a week with the radio show, five nights a week, and then on the weekends, because we know you're looking for good marginal audio content on the weekends. And so this is why we are doing this show. And we're glad to have you with us. Thank you. Remember, five stars. Give us a five-star review on the podcast. Tell a friend. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So uh, very exciting. All right, so uh, we are joined by the rare and appropriate appearance by David Gascon, rest of the 405, making his way in. Uh, and do you want to start this mailbag session off with some good news or some great news? Uh, well, this must be about you. There must be some something. No, no, no. This, this, this actually has a little something to do with you. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Give me the give me the good news, and then we'll save the great news. By the end of the fourth quarter of this calendar year, you uh, you might have a a colleague that is a neighbor 
Is that right? Are you looking to relocate here? Are you uh, coming to Mallard territory at a secret location in the Northwest? Now, I don't reveal where I live, Gascon. You know that. But, I'm bringing my, my ox and I'm bringing my, my axe. Is so that my right? blue ox? Could be. How does that make you feel? Oh, we can hang out together. Now, but I don't live. See, the problem is I don't live west of the 405. No, but it'll it'll improve the the selfies because, man, you and Looney just looked disheveled a couple of days ago at Dodger Stadium. You guys just looked like we out of look town, fine. out of work actors. No, no. People say this. They say I look like hobo. They look like a hobo. Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain something, you stupid people. The reason is I wear a bank robber mask. They do. <laughs> Easy mass thing that they have in L.A. County, and so when I go cross enemy lines into to Dodger Stadium there with the uh, mask mandate, and, and but you've been to these games, yep. no one in the crowd is wearing their mask. I mean, it's just the the sh there's a few sheep that are wearing their mask. Most people aren't even wearing their mask, just walking around having a fine time at the game. But uh, it's it's so. But that mask makes me look like a bump. It does. It does. It's the yeah. mask. Yeah. So nothing wrong with that. I, I want to. Uh, point that out and uh looney looked like a like a weightlifting bum though i didn't realize he had a similar shirt that i had on uh, it looked like he had just gone out of like uh gold's gym from venice like just doing like curls for the last hour hour and a half so i didn't uh, want to credit the atlanta brave media though and i told you this guest gun that yeah yeah you, know, you know i'm part of the dodger media contingent everyone on the la side you know wearing their mask I think I saw Plasky with like seven masks on. Everyone's you know, doing their thing, and uh, and, uh, and uh, the Atlanta Atlanta media they, they were they didn't give a crap about the mask thing. They weren't wearing their mask. They're just living you know, living their best life there. That's good. So. It's uh, hey man, I am. It's uh, it's good to see at least these these games being attended by not only the media but the masses. Obviously, the Rams, the Chargers, the Dodgers. Uh, it's going to get people out and about. Obviously, Staples Center with the Lakers, Clippers, and uh, and Kings, too. So, Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's true. It's, uh, it could be uh, I just uh, forewarning, though. I mean, there could be days where I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm out and about. I might just say, I need you to pick up my, my mail, Ben. Can you get wow. it off here? <laughs> wow. Well, I could have you come over and wash my car, the Malamobile. You can that come over there. Count. Your car's Malibu. not going to get dirty. You don't leave the house. No, but I don't park it in the garage. I park it outside because the garage is filled with shit. So I, I well, I, I can't. Do. You know what? I can't. I can't. I don't know if you heard this or not, but your governor said that we need to conserve water. We have a drought in California, which is obviously on the yeah. the edge of the Pacific Ocean, is is in a drought, and uh, we need to do our best to do all we can. So no water usage at the Mallard Mansion. So you're not allowed to wash your car. <laughs> no. I have a timer in the shower. I have a timer at the sink when I'm washing my hands. Yeah. So just to recap, in California, they don't cut back the forest, so they burn up every year because uh, God, for God forbid you do forest conservation to prevent large forest fires. They don't do that. Nope. Um, so they save water on that. Uh, yep. But then they use the water because they all burn up and they have to use you know the, the water to stop the fires once they yep. start, and you can't wash your car either. Yep. Wonderful. What a, yeah. what a great place we are at here. What yeah. a wonderful place. My God. Uh, all right. Are you ready for the mailbag? Yeah, let's go. Are you sure about that? Now, the way the mailbag works. It's in the bag. Yeah. There we go. Ben's mailbag. Yeah. 
Thanks to our friend, Ohio Al, for that nice monotone version of the mailbag theme. The mailbag theme. So these are actual questions, Gascon, by actual listeners to this podcast. Loyal minions of this show. And I am excited to go into the, the mailbag. I'm excited to that. So let's let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. Glenn in Chicago bats leadoff. He says, I think the Major League Baseball postseason should have a camera that has a shot of the catcher going through the signals for each pitch so you can see the signs and watch the pitcher look in. I would call it the crotch shot cam. Your thoughts? <laughs> well. I mean, I think you can get that on Pornhub. I don't think you need to watch a a baseball game. (laughs) But uh, he says, also, what do you think of these crypto NFT, uh, these NFT things? uh, Are people really making money off a bunch of pixels, or is this money laundering? Well, people, A, are making money, Glenn, off this, uh, this NFT thing, and no, I've mocked them. I've done some monologues, not really monologues, but I've ranted. And re- I think I did do a monologue on NFTs when the NBA started and they were selling a LeBron James donk for 100000 or $200,000 or some ridiculous thing like this. Uh, th- there's a term in Vegas, and it's also on Wall Street, and it applies to the NFT market. And any business like Wall Street gambling, or in this case, NFTs, the goal and the singular goal is to get dumb money. You want to get dumb money. And this is a stupid test. If you are spending a ton of money on a bunch of pixels, as you said, uh, Glenn, in Chicago, I think that's a great way to describe it. If, if you're spending the, the, the money on this and you can't, you don't own it. It's not like I, if, if you buy a LeBron James dunk NFT, I can then go on the YouTube get the same dunk, and I can download it to my phone. And I also own the LeBron James NFT. It's just the most ridiculous thing. And uh, it's surprising it's still going, that it's still a thing. And I thought the economy was bad. I know inflation is through the roof. I know every time I go to the store to buy bread, it costs more and gasoline and everything's more expensive these days under President Joe Biden. But this I mean, my goodness, you got there's this many people that have all that money to spend on NFTs. I don't get it. As far as the crotch shot, uh, baseball will not allow that because they, they'll say that that is compromising the integrity of the game. Uh, any thoughts on NFTs or crotch shot, Cam, Gascon? No, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. It's all about the, the pumping of it. I mean, you have to be kind of the first people. It's like an IPO. I mean, you have to be in initially or early on uh, to have any kind of significance. Although it was pretty wild, I was looking a couple days ago on um, on Yahoo Finance, and I don't know if you noticed it or saw it at all, but you know, President Trump had come out with a a new social media application, and yeah, I saw somebody got. You get hacked or something. I saw somebody put a headline. You got hacked or something. I, I don't know if it got hacked or not, but I I looked at the at the application itself. It's called Digital World Acquisition Corp, and it was released earlier in the week, like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and it shot up in value. It went, I think the stock price was like eighteen or twenty dollars, 
And then on Thursday and Friday, it shot up to $160 a share. Wow. It was up 148% within a couple of days. It's pretty crazy. A lot of, a lot of pumping money. on that stuff. But yeah, I mean, you got the funny money is there. You just got to get in early. Well, if you pump, you got to dump, right? That's the key there. So you pump it up, you got to dump it. That's yeah, the key. That's what I do. No, you going to hold on to it or no? Yeah, yeah. I, I hold on to stuff. I'm still waiting for Dogecoin to go through the roof. And when it oh. does, Gascon, I will say hallelujah. Oh, boy. It is going to take place. Yeah. I had, uh, had several people text me this week. The price of Bitcoin went through the roof. I'm sure you saw that, Gascon. Yeah. Uh, new record high for Bitcoin. And my response to everyone that texts me was Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what I told them. Anyway. Uh, moving on, Pierre from Springfield, Massachusetts, home of the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, where Muffet McGraw is enshrined. Uh, Pierre says, Ben, is your sidekick uh, side side still on the run? Uh, now you see him, now you don't. Early on during Benny versus the Penny, he appeared as if he was being held hostage and was rescued by a listener or stalker named Tommy. Uh, I think he meant Tammy, but he said Tommy here. Uh, no, now, Tommy. oh, yeah, Tom, oh, that's right. All right. Now, now I, I thought Tammy in Montana, but who knows? Uh, now he seems to be appearing randomly in various safe houses throughout the U.S. What gives? Secondly, can we send smoke signals to the patron saint of the Maller militia, Tammy? Oh, so he did say Tammy here. Uh, and ask her to do a wellness check on Maller prop guy and manic Mike. <laughs> Yeah, I have noticed Maller prop guy just kind of went away there, and uh, this does happen, and you get worried when this stuff happens. You're like, what, what the heck? I mean, it's, it's not a job. You don't have to report in and write your name in. But when we have friends that are part of the show and they're with the show for a long time, and then all of a sudden they, on a dime they stop participating in the live show and you don't hear from them, you do worry about it. Yeah. So I don't know what's happened to those guys. Manic Mike, I think I saw him this week, but maybe not. Maybe not. And Maller Prop Guy, I have not seen him actively participating. I don't know much about these guys. I know Maller Prop Guy claims that he traveled with, like, music music groups. He's very good at sports trivia. I know that. I, and he, he upsets me because he gets a lot of the Who Am I games and the Insta Trivia games right. And that always annoys me because I, I try as much as I can to make those as impossible as they possibly can be. And then I got uh, I got him uh, getting them right, and you know, I'm a Maller prop guy. And then also uh, our buddy Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, does very well in that as well. So, But uh, if Tammy wants to look up and see if she can find Maller prop guy or Manic Mike, that is a call from our friend Pierre. In Springfield. Next up, Jason from Rocky Mount, Virginia, writes and says, Ben, I was wondering, since a lot of your Maller Militia members are wrestling fans, or at least old school wrestling fans like myself, have you ever reached out to any wrestlers for the Friday podcast? Perhaps the wrestler formerly known as Rusev may be interested. Well, Rusev has been on the actual radio show. When he was working at the WWE back in the day, he was driving to his next gig, and he called us up from his uh, his automobile there and he, he is a, a friend of the show and i could absolutely get him on uh and i i don't know why we haven't done that 
I'm not sure why. Why have we not done that, Gascon? Rusev? The uh, guy formerly known as Rusev? Well, I mean, because right now it's it's the hot point of the NFL and Major League Baseball season, so I think everything has been kind of geared towards those yeah. two th- events that are going on right now. So are you saying that this would be more appropriate for spring like or, or summer? May or, May or June, something like that? Yeah. Like a May or June type thing, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, that answers that question, Pierre, in, uh, or uh, Jason in Rocky Mount, Virginia. Excuse me. Uh, next up, Kevin in Kansas says, Dear Ben and Gascon, or the other guy, the next week is Halloween. I'm looking for a good spooky day film to enjoy. Do you have a go-to favorite to recommend? Uh, great podcast. Uh, that's from Kevin. Any horror movie, any Halloween movie? That you recommend here, Gascon? You're a movie guy. I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, do I have to say movie or can I say show? Oh, you can do show if you want. Is it streaming? I, can people, can he watch it? Yeah. Everybody I, I, this on the screen? I know that the seasons have kind of been dragged out, but the initial season one of The Walking Dead was pretty solid. So that's, but that, yeah. What about a movie? Though? What about a, like a traditional, like uh, the all the movie called Halloween, right? Michael Myers yeah. or whatever. That was that's one of the greats. Uh, what else? Uh, Do you watch of, a lot of horror movies? No, I don't. So I'm not. I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't. Yeah. I I usually watch comedies. Well, I'm married now, so I get rom coms. But like my level, and it's not even a horror movie, but like. Like I think a Halloween movie, I think of like Beetlejuice has like a Halloween movie, which is an old 1980s movie or the Adams family, uh, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. But I, I don't usually go for like the Friday the 13th or that kind of stuff. Yeah, neither do when I. When I was a kid, it was always a big deal when I was a kid. Every Halloween, I believe it was CBS, uh, Channel 2 in L.A., it was a big deal at the Maller House on Halloween. We would carve pumpkins, and then that night my mom got so excited – because it was the Peanuts gang, the great it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. And that was a big deal, Gascon. Uh, we, you know, Charlie Brown there and Linus and all them uh, waiting for the great pumpkin. Man, that was big. Not a horror movie, though. Unless you look back at it and say, my God, that's from like the 1960s. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, I guess we're no help. Uh, Kevin from Rockford, Illinois writes in. Says, Mr. Maller and Mr. Gascon, I am currently in Orange Beach, Alabama, living my best life out on the beach. Mm. Uh, have you guys ever been to the beaches of Alabama? If not, you should. The beaches are much cleaner than the homeless cigarette in- invested uh, infested beaches you all have out west. Damn. Uh, also, I would like uh, to have a bench press contest against Gascon. 100 bucks says I'll win. It's uh, Kevin in Rockford, Illinois. I think he would. I think he would win too. Really? Yeah. So you're admitting that you're not you're not going to be able to bench more than a random listener in Rockford, Illinois? Yeah. Probably not. I don't bench press that much anymore. I tore my rotator cuff playing football in my early 20s, and um, I don't yeah. focus on bench a lot anymore. Part of the reason is because you bring your your uh, shoulders past 90, 90 degrees, and I can't do that. So everything's been at a flat ninety degree angle. So. I so you're saying you're built for you're built for speed, not power. No, that's not true. Saying? That's not true. I do I do legs. How about that? I squat. I'll squat more than him. How about that? Yeah. Okay. He didn't say that. He said bench press. Now I've never been to the beaches of Alabama. It's, it's like me arm wrestling somebody. I can't arm wrestle with somebody. I'm left handed. 
Have you been to the beaches of Alabama? Have you been no. to the Gulf Coast? I, I, you know, what about uh, that in Charleston, South Carolina? Jonas lived down there. Those that area is gorgeous, right? Yeah, we've been through this. I need to get to Charleston the next couple of years. My, my, oh, your niece, niece. Uh, Uncle Benny. My niece goes to college at one of the universities in Charleston. Yeah, and she's doing very well there. She's uh, got her thing going on, and so I'd love to go down and hang out with her. I, sure I went really to, um, I went to a hotel in Saint Petersburg called Don Cesar. Down in Florida, it's right next to Tampa Bay. Ben, the beaches are white, like just straight white, and the the, racist, the, wa- the water, the water. When you get into it, you can see your toes. It was, it, it's absolutely oh, gorgeous. That. Warm water, yeah. It's so, obviously so, it's drastic. Is that still the case with, with all the oil spills that we've had in the Gulf Coast, or the Gulf of Mexico? Is that still? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen what's going on in like Bolsa Chica and Huntington Beach, but uh, we're not. No, I know. I'm not, I know. I, I know. Listen, what do you like what, what what do you want? Black water, or do you want the oil tankers and cargo ships that are like docked off? <laughs> yeah, you think of the perfect California. And I, I go to the beach on the weekends with the wife. We like to go to the beach and hang out, watch the sunset, like old people. And we go down there, and you're looking out. You got the beautiful sand you've got the water which from a distance the water looks fine it's when you get closer you see how disgusting the water is but then off in the horizon with the sun setting you see seven or eight oil tankers lined up off the coast of uh, california it's just wonderful yeah, some it's, of them it, it's it's kind of nice when I, i'll drive through long beach to get to uh like belmont shore or even just to go down to huntington beach and do you take pacific coast highway but when you're driving through Long Beach, there's certain parks that are there and and boardwalks that you have guys and girls like in these park areas doing like yoga or workouts or throwing the frisbee. And even when the sun's setting, it looks nice. It's just, you know, obviously people out there exercising, working out, gorgeous night. And then, yeah, over the scene, you just have ship, 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 yeah. oil tanker, cargo ship, everything just... Yeah, it sucks, man. Well, I I love also looking and observing the people that visit California, the outsiders. Like you go to Venice Beach or Santa Monica, two great locations, historic locations in Southern California. And you see these people that come to town from different parts of the country. And here they are living their dream. They're on a nice vacation. They're visiting the landmarks in California. And they get to Venice Beach and they're walking over shit and piss uh, Santa Monica, you walk down the Third Street Promenade. They've gotten rid of some of the parking lots. They're now homeless encampments. Uh, you've got it's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, it's just insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And no one who has the chance to do something about it will even acknowledge it, right? They just they just pass it off and blame it on other people. And it's in it's just in, it's crazy town, is what it is. It really oh, it is. sucks. And God forbid yeah. if you do bring it up and try to uh ask questions you're labeled as some kind of uh some kind of racist or some kind of uh heathen if you will just trying to attack people because of of the living conditions it sucks well it it used to be the way i look at this situation it's like rush hour when the term rush hour was created it was an it was literally an hour that people there was an hour in the morning when people were rushing to get to work and an hour in the afternoon when they were rushing to get home from work, from work. Mm-hmm. and it was called rush hour. Now, in big cities like L.A., Chicago, New York, Boston, uh, San Francisco, places Houston, 
it's it's like three hours in L.A. It's it's from two o'clock until eight o'clock is rush hour. It's <laughs> ridiculous. But the homeless thing's the same thing. They used to have these things called Skid Row. Skid Row in L.A. is everywhere. Skid Row in downtown L.A. There, I know exactly where it is. I, there's a great pastrami, a French dip place, uh, right next to Skid Row over there. Alvarado. Uh, yeah, I'll go hang out there and all that. And so that used to be where Skid Row. Skid Row is everywhere. I've been in L- downtown L.A. a lot this last week because of the Dodger games. I was down there, and I don't spend much time in downtown L.A. these days. But my God, it's 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 as bad as it's ever been. I know it's as bad as it's ever been. Yeah, crazy. It's it's. Ghetto. Get ooh. All right. Uh, next up, Hillbilly Mike writes in. He says, "Got I got two questions for the Maller mailbag. Uh, what do y'all think is the biggest bullshit stat in the NFL?" And Hillbilly Mike says, "I think it's yards passing. Whether it's most in a game, a season, or all time, most of the yards are yak yards after catch and shouldn't be included. The quarterback." throws a dink and a dunk pass all day, but his receivers are racking up the yak. At the end of the day, they credit the quarterback with a 350-yard passing day. He didn't have a 350-yard passing day, maybe 50 yards. It's bull crap, uh, he says. Uh, What do you think is the most overrated NFL stat? Well, uh, I'm going to go with the stat that gets brought up a lot that if you run for a certain amount of yards, you're going to win the game. The team that runs for more wins. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. That is a skewed stat. I'll tell you why. Typically what has happened. Now, it's changed a little bit in recent years with the past happy NFL. But when I was a kid growing up, the team that had more rushing yards won the game. But the way that works is typically when you get a lead, and they don't do it quite as much these days, but they still a lot of teams will still do it. When you get a lead, what do you do? You sit on the ball. You run the ball, right? You run yeah. the ball, run the clock out. So you're going to get more rushing yards in that situation. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that, generally speaking, the team that runs the ball more, there are exceptions, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia this year, they don't even try to run the ball. But for the most part, you get a lead. It's the second half. You're going to run the ball. You're going to have more running statistics than the other team 
and you'll get the win. And then people say, see, the team that runs the ball more, they end up getting the win. Uh, so what what do you think here, I guess, on the biggest BS or overrated stat? I think quarterback rating. <laughs> I think quarterback rating. Part of it's just because it's the stupid calculation of getting the rating is a little bit overblown. I think that's the biggest uh, BS stat that we have right now. Why do you say that? It's a simple formula. It's a simple it, it, mathematic formula. It's but but it has attempts, pass completions, yards gained, touchdowns, interceptions. But yeah, I think it's a BS. I think it's a BS statistic based on the fact that you can have a perfect quarterback rating, and you know this. We've had quarterbacks in the National Football League years, year in and year out, that are just these dink and dunk guys, and they'll have seventy-five to eighty percent completion percentages play flawless football, but they can't drive the football down the field and they get nothing in the red zone. It's all like field goals or, you know, you know like a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, he could be really good for a short period of time and you look at his quarterback rating, it's off the charts, but they're not putting points on the board. So I, I think that's a little bit overblown. I'd rather have a guy that's like 12 of, of 25 or 26 for 200 yards, but it's got three touchdown passes and two of them are like 40 yards and above. Yeah, but... I- to me, the stat that's the most important is yards per attempt. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's the most – I didn't ask that question, Hillbilly, but that's the one. Like, And you, you brought up Bridgewater in that game the other night on Thursday. Oh, fuck. When Bridgewater completed almost 70% of his passes for less than six yards an attempt. Right. And I, I remember working with – Football coaches over the years at Fox Sports Radio, we you know shoot the shoot the shit off the air. We talk about different things, and it was always that yards per pass. You know, yeah. the, the the things that are most important for a quarterback, accuracy is the most important thing. Yeah. But it's accuracy and not just throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. A lot of guys will just throw passes behind the line of scrimmage, and you'll have a very accurate quarterback, but it won't be efficient. So you you've got to have that seven is average. If you're at seven yards per pass attempt, you if you get up about eight, you're really good. Anything above eight, my God, are you great mm-hmm. uh, in that statistic? And uh, so that's that's the big one. The, the, I mentioned the running stat thing is is bull crap. I mean, there's several others uh, off the top of my head here. I I think we'll move on because I don't. Uh, I'm sure I'll remember them in a minute from now. But uh, thank you, Hillbilly uh, Mike. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, he says uh, touchdown passes, he says, are the most overrated stat, by the way. Touchdown passes, just another pass. I know you throw out touchdown passes a lot, but it's just another pass, says Hillbilly Mike. Uh, next up, Vols fan Jimmy from Fayetteville says, Ben, I know you love betting on sports. Tell us a couple of bad beats you took. Uh, no missing a field goal at the end of the game. I'm talking about an unbelievable bad beat for both of you. Uh, well, there have been several bad beats over the years. The one I bring up uh, a lot is the Atlanta Braves. I bet on the Atlanta Braves in the 90s, late 90s, with Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. They were playing the St. Louis Cardinals. It was the opening round of the playoffs. The Cardinals, a ragtag Cardinal team. This was the year they had Will Clark. They'd gotten Will Clark from the Giants. Or maybe not. Maybe he came from the Orioles or the Rangers or whoever. But he was on the Cardinals, and I, I still, I still, I'm trying to wrap my head around how the Atlanta Braves lost uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I, it makes no sense. It's completely illogical to me, but it happened. 
It happened. It happened. It happened. Uh, and there have been some other random football games. The, the Music City Miracles, the gold standard for that. Uh, and that was betting Buffalo just on the on the uh, the money line to win the game with Wade Phillips as coach, Rob Johnson at quarterback, the Doug Flutie, Rob Johnson period of Bills football, and to watch that illegal forward pass get not get called, and to to have that game lose because of that. I was actually on the phone. Uh, I was dialing up my buddy who had told me I was nuts for betting on Buffalo. And uh, and I was you know going to trash talk him, and then as that all went down, I was like, "Holy crap!" Any bad beats, Gascon? You're not as prolific a gambler, but any bad beats that you want to hash up here? I I made the cardinal sin of backing a team with high juice. I um, I remember this is a handful of years ago when they were one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, but I backed Montreal in a playoff series. They were up three games to one against the Washington Capitals and Washington, Washington, or no, excuse me, the other way around. Washington Capitals were, were the best team in the Eastern Conference. And this is when they were going through the run of like choking in the first round. And Montreal was the eighth seed, I believe it was. Washington was up three games to one. They pissed away games uh, five and six. And then they were huge favorites. They were like minus 300 or minus 330 against Montreal. And I thought... Man, there's no way Washington's going to blow this 3-1 lead to the Capitals or to the Canadians. And I backed the Capitals, and uh, it was an expensive night with that juice. That's it's oh, it was uh, it was not a pleasant sight to see. So now, how did your hat feel after that? The hat did not feel well. My, well, no, because you were wearing the dunce cap. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I was wearing it or barf, barfing in it. Did you wear the shame bell as well? In addition to the dunce cap, I didn't tell anybody about it. I uh, that's like the that's the last time I would ever take a favorite with that kind of juice involved. Uh, it just so stupid. You never take think something that big. No, no, uh, and you everyone's gonna learn this lesson who starts gambling on sports as these sports books open up state to state. I promise you, I guarantee. Everyone who's in the sports business, the sports wagering business, they, they they want you to bet because they know that you will not know what you're doing. Garbage in, garbage out. You're going to bet on all the big favorites, all the you know the, the road teams favored by five or six points. You're going to bet on those teams, uh, and you'll end up crying, and you're going to lose a, a fortune on that. And at some point, a certain percentage of people will wise up and figure it out, but a lot of people won't. Yeah. You know, the, the herd mentality. But not the herd, not your guy Colin Cowherd, the herd mentality. All right, Pete from Maine writes in. He says, Ben, what is Baba Ganoush? <laughs> I've actually gotten this question a lot, Gascon, believe it or not, because I, I say the word Baba Ganoush a lot. People wondering if I want them to send me Baba Ganoush. I don't. In fact, I've only had Baba Ganoush one time. I didn't really like it. Uh, Baba Ganoush is a Middle Eastern dish. Yeah. It is, I believe, eggplant with lemon and some other seasonings that are all mixed together. And it's just a fun word to say. I think baba ganoush is one of the fun words out there. I love fun words. And so that's why I say make the baba ganoush, because it's a fun word. Where does that run in contrast to smorgasbord? Smorgasbord is a good word. Uh, I like a flummoxed. I don't use that word. A slobber knocker, which is a combined word. I like slobber knocker. Hornswoggled. 
uh, is also high on the list. Yeah. I mean, there's several of those fun words. We need to have more fun words. I, 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 I'm an advocate of fun words to say. And Baba Ganoush is awesome. It is tremendous fun. I, I thought about that when I did do like the rare trip overseas. I actually did enjoy a smorgasbord of of meats and and fish when I went with a buddy of mine to uh, to Amsterdam. It was the first time ever. I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm actually having a smorgasbord of of food. <laughs> it was like the first time ever. It was like a nicely like laid out tray and whatnot. So uh, yeah, step on it, dude. Get the get the baba ganoush out there. Get it out to the masses. Or at least somebody. After you got that what? wonderful display of of rose petals and brownies and muffins earlier in the week from one of your your loyalists, well, you should have stayed around. You, I would have given you some. I was passing <laughs> out brownies. Hopefully, those things aren't poisoned. I was passing out brownies and cookies to everybody they, who was in they, the building. Are they poison or are they magic? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. They, uh, they were very nice. What a wonderful present from Rachel and Montebello. Very kind. Yeah. Lovely Rachel and Montebello. Another fun word is skullduggery. That's a good word also. Don't use that word enough. Wait, what is skull? Yeah, what is skullduggery? You've never used the word? You've never heard of the word skullduggery, Gascon? No, no, never. What is that? Come on, man. You're college educated. I went to Saddleback. And you went, it's it's just, it's another way of saying uh, like you're a fraud. Okay. You're you're up to skullduggery. You're a charlatan. You're you're a a trickster. Yeah, you're you're double dealing, you know, something along those lines. That's a good word. Skullduggery. Solid word, right? That's good. We need to use these words more. Listen, all we have is words, especially I learned this lesson years ago. I told this before on on the radio. Like we're all I'm saying the same stuff that Cowherd and Patrick and Gottlieb and Jason Smith and and all these guys, Jonas Knox, we're all kind of saying the same. Mike Harmon, all these guys, we're saying the same thing. So if I can repackage it and make it sound a little different, why not? And plus, it's just better. It's good to have these words. Some people end up dazed and confused, right? They're lost in a cornfield maze when they're trying to figure out these words. So yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. One of my favorite movies, underrated, but uh, it goes right to the point on this, is uh, Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams. A and, classic. Yeah. And it, it basically said the same thing. All you, All we have is our words. That's right. uh, That's right. Yeah. All right. Next up, Caleb from Meadville, Pennsylvania says, Big Ben, the best interview I've ever heard on this podcast was with. Who do you think? Who do you think Caleb's favorite interview was with? We've had a lot. We have had a very eclectic group. We've had we've had scientists. We've had media people, my radio friends. We've had old ball players. We've had politicians, a bunch of an eclectic group. We've had politicians on the show. Bit of a chef. We had a yes, right? A wonderful right. chef. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, when, when you when you move, Gascon, I guess we can eat at that restaurant, right? We can go. That's right, have, uh, Tustin. I think big, it is Big Parm. Uh, yeah, Big Parm. Um, I'm gonna say, was it Jerome Jerenovich? Jerome Jerenovich, CNN headline sports. That was fun. My favorite part of that. No, it's not Jerome Jerenovich. My favorite part of the Jerenovich <laughs> interview. Keep in mind, I've known Jerome casually for 15 years, and I had never heard the story how he started yelling his name, Jerome Jerenovich. It's it's one of the great broadcasting stories. I put that in the top five with Bob Ross 
growing his hair out into a perm because he couldn't afford haircuts, and then that becoming a thing, and he had his, that was his trademark mm-hmm. on on PBS. But Jerome Durenovich, they had a automated system at CNN Headline News. Did you? I don't know if you listened to the podcast or not, but he Jerome told the story. So they had an automated system at CNN. So he had, I think it was, I forget exactly the amount of time, but it's like a minute forty seconds, and then. If you if you go over, it cuts off. It's kind of like we have the top of the hour on the network clock at Fox. If you go over, it that's it. You're done. They shut you off. Yeah. And so Jerome was so paranoid about going over, they told him, don't ever go over. Don't ever go over. So he would do his update short, and then to fill the final five seconds or whatever, he would say, Jerome, Jaredovich, and he'd just milk it right and hit the post isn't that great it is solid he became known as that guy that became his signature thing people he was telling the stories that he'd go to these parties with with gretzky and jordan and all these big people and they wanted to talk to him because they watched cnn and they knew who he was because he screamed his name out Uh, but the answer to caleb's question was lenny dykstra oh nails he says, could you please have him on again sometime? I was glued to my radio when you had him on. Yeah, I'd love to have Lenny on. Lenny's a friend of the show. Lenny would do it. Yeah. The problem with this, though, is the schedule. When we record the podcast, like, I, I don't want these things to be dated. The podcast got to breathe a little bit. And it, you, you do you can't do a specific podcast about like the world series during the world series yeah because it's dated at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Like, for example, the World Series this week starts on Tuesday and on Wednesday. I believe that's the start of the World Series. I think I'm correct on that. Uh, first two games, then they have a travel day on Thursday. They play, uh, they might have a couple days off, but they play over the weekend. So we would, if we were to do the Dykstra podcast, we'd want to talk about the World Series matchup, and then we would have to, it would be dated right away because by the time it aired, there'd be a game that would have played. So, But after the World Series, we can get on. Also, 
we have to get American hero, the great Rick Monday. Oh, yeah, I, there you go. I, I talked to Rick. Rick said he's he's cool to do the podcast at some point, so we'll get him on here. The man that saved the American flag. And if that happened today, there would have been off a columnist at CNN and the New York Times that would have ripped Rick Monday. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? If Rick Monday would have done that today, I bet you – I bet you everything I have in the tank that even the hacks at the LA Times would would trash Rick Monday. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% that would would happen. Would yeah. Be, I can't if that if that racist. happened at, at that happened at Dodger Stadium and the LA Times was there, I guarantee you they would trash Rick Monday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the think police would be out there and they'd be doing their their nonsense. So Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. Page down, page down. All right. Uh, next on the mailbag, we have Carlos in Houston, Texas. Carlos in Houston, Texas has been, you have mentioned a few times that you got in trouble by Major League Baseball because of the cheating scandal. Can you go into detail with what they told you? <laughs> That's a great try. Uh, yeah, Carlos, unfortunately, uh, I am not able to talk about that at this time. If for whatever reason I leave Fox Sports Radio and I write a book, I promise you there will be a chapter about what happened and the phone calls that were made, the emails that were made. You know the story, Gascon. You're aware of what happened, but unfortunately that is not for public consumption at this time. But well, let's just say once the story comes out, many people will be bug-eyed and will not believe will not believe what happened behind the scenes. That's all I will say, Gascon. I think I'm right on that, right? Yes, yes, 100%. Wow. All right. Uh, he says, also, I'm surprised that you haven't done a monologue on the Rich Paul versus Nerland's Noel story. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's it's kind of it's it's still a story, but it's in a in a holding pattern right now. And I did consider it, but there was something bigger that happened, and so that that was on my. What I do is I I put a list of things I might want to do a monologue about. I like I'll write down like maybe I'll do this that, and then I thin the herd, and I'll chop it down. And so that didn't make the cut because there was something I liked more that I was more interested in that week that story came out. Uh, he also says, may I uh, recommend an interview? Tony Adams, the guy who made the signstealingscandal.com website. You ever heard of that guy? Uh, guess guy? No. Signstealingscandal.com. I'm clicking on it right now. All right. I'm going to click on it right now. And uh, it appears to be not an actual website. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was at one point. Uh, science. I'm clicking on it. It's not. Oh, wait a minute. No, it is coming up now. Now it is coming up. I guess I had a bad link. Uh, it says, I'm an Astros fan. They cheated during the 2017 regular season. The evidence is clear. In an attempt to understand the scope of the cheating and the players involved, this guy wrote, I decided to listen to every pitch from the Astros 2017 home games and log any banging noise I could detect. And then he gave the results here. And uh, there's a lot of Venn diagrams, pie charts, and uh, all that. Yeah, I don't know. Would that be a good podcast? I don't know about that. It'd be an interesting eh. to talk to. Him, no? 
We need. Vi- I think. I feel like we need visuals to complement it. Yeah, I'd rather get that mattress Mac guy on in Houston. Get that guy on. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That that'd be that'd be fun to talk to him. And if you want to recommend anyone, you know, we, every week we have on Friday we try unless we we fail we'll get somebody on to talk to. So if there's anybody you want that you think is reasonable and. I, I've tried to get people I want to, you know, some people won't do the podcast. There's a lot of these uh, these elites that won't do the podcast because we're not big enough names or whatever. We don't know. We don't know them. What was that guy? Uh, Mike Rowe. I really wanted to get Mike Rowe on. I'm a big fan of Mike Rowe. Yeah. And I emailed his publicist, and they asked for a list of, of names of people we had on the podcast. And uh, I guess we didn't make the cut. Uh, so Mike Rowe would not do the podcast. I'm sure Mike has no idea about this at all, by the way, that it's people below him. And oh, yeah. all that but, uh, it was disappointing i i was uh, you know I, he's he's someone i think would have been great for the show and talk to and you know the, the dirty jobs guy mike rowe and I, unfortunately not going to get him on who else uh was ron popeil he's dead now but ron popeil we wanted to get him on and i we had him booked and then at the last minute popeil the uh, backed out at the last minute i thought it was a done deal backed out that that one hurt yes guys. i'm trying to feel like we had another athlete that was on board an athlete that backed out that we yeah. had yeah uh why don't we try to get alec baldwin on how about that oh my god what a story huh holy <sighs> how horrible how horrific oh you're in the movie business guest gone how the fuck does that happen i know it's happened before but how Man, I'm, how but can that? If you're in just, the prop business, that, how does that take place? That's just gun safety one on one hundred and one, though. Like you just you never point a firearm at somebody. You check the chamber. I mean, you check to see if it's loaded. Are you blaming? Are you blaming Alec Baldwin on 1, that? One thousand percent. Yeah, one thousand percent. That's but, negligence oh, on, on his part. I, I, well, I, you don't know what happened. All the all the details. I don't know what happened, but. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he assumed he he's on set. He thought that was a a prop gun, not a not a real gun. Who's who's got a live well, gun laying around like that? Well, I, I'll put it this way though: if you have any kind of weapon, why would you point it at somebody? One and two, why would you point it to somebody that's not even in the scene with you? I mean, I could dumb this down. If you had a blowhorn, would you put a blowhorn point blank to someone's face or ear? Well, first of all, if you knew in your in your head that that was not a real, you know, you were just goofing around, right? It was a it was a, a prop gun. So it's like a, when I was a kid, we had these cap guns. Yeah, that we used. they still have those. By the way, those done. They, they do. But I mean, even a, even a BB gun. If you had a BB gun, you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't aim that at somebody. A paintball gun you wouldn't aim at somebody either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know you want to – I'm not a big Alec Baldwin guy, but I don't – unless I – I would have to read more about it, Gascon. As I understand it right now, I don't blame him, but, I mean, that's – that is uh, – man. If you – I just – I can't think – you're thinking you're shooting a toy gun and it turns out to be a real gun and you've killed someone. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way. I, mean, it, it, I, I hate bringing this up, but Dante Stallworth killed a man, and I it know. was in the middle of the night. 
the man was crossing the crosswalk. I don't know if he Flying was into visible. Trump, he was yeah, yeah, and Stallworth was he was intoxicated. I mean, at worst, I mean not worst, but at, at least he's he's negligent on what he did, and he needs to be held accountable, man. Like that dude needs to go to jail. So you think Alec Baldwin should go to jail? Yeah, one thousand percent. He needs to go to jail. Do you think he will go to jail? I say no. No, I say he will not. Go to jail. No, he won't go to jail. And there's several reasons for that. There's, I know it's different, but in California there was an incident. Uh, some, we talked about this on the radio show. Somebody's fa- some famous guy's kid uh, died in an accident with a gun on a movie set years ago. I think it was in the 80s or the early 90s, and there were no criminal charges. Also, the state of New Mexico wants more Hollywood productions to come, right, to the state of New Mexico. So that's where that happened. Yeah. So they'll probably be like, ah, you know, it's just an accident, and we'll move on. But Matthew uh, Broderick yeah. killed somebody. He didn't – I mean – yeah, uh, Jim Layritz, yeah. Jimmy Layritz. Yeah. I could right. get him on the podcast, Yankee hero Jim Layritz. Nice. I knew him when he played with the Dodgers a little bit and the Angels back in the back in the day. Uh, let's see here, Greg in Iowa says, "Have either of you pissed on a live electric fence, whether sober or drunk?" Guess gone. <laughs> That's all you. Uh, no. My wife told me, though, she works at a police station, it's a 911 operator, that it is legal in the state of California to shit on the street and to piss yep. on the street. Yeah. Legal in the state of California. How the fuck has that happened? Yeah. Like, we, we mock people in San Francisco and L.A., San Francisco and L.A., they shit. There's piles of human feces in parts of San Francisco and L.A. You've got San Francisco, one of you know one of the most beautiful cities in in God's green earth on God's green earth. You've got these amazing uh, mosaic views of the skyline, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay Bridge, these awesome boats out in the harbor, and you walk over human shit, and it's not even against the law. It's wild. Yeah. Don't wild. worry, man. Don't worry. They know yeah. better, and the people voting for them know better. Well, you're moving to a place where it is locally illegal to shit and piss, I believe. If I, I don't know where you're moving. You haven't told me where you're moving for sure. But yeah. if you're moving somewhat in my area, out adjacent to the North Woods, not legal. Not legal to do it. They also, amazingly, in those places, they actually, when there's graffiti, this is going to blow your mind, Gascon, they clean it up within 48 hours. No way. Yes. They don't just leave it there as a nice piece of art like a Rembrandt or a Van Gogh. They yeah. actually get rid of it. Something, like, te- something now- tells me they don't allow robberies to take place is like in CVSs or Rite Aids or like beauty yeah. stores or you know Best Buys, things like that. You can't go in with a duffel bag and fill it up and just walk out and then nobody cares? No. no. Yeah. All right, last email question. Scott from Parts Unknown Says Ben and Gascon, are there any photos of some of the various characters on the show, such as Spin Cycle Regina, Tammy from Montana? Uh, he says, also, what is the most embarrassing moment you've experienced on the air? I love the show. F Altuve. I guess we can say fuck Altuve because that's what he wrote. Yeah. So, Scott, first of all, I'm, I don't know what Spin Cycle Regina looks like or Tammy. It's radio. Part of the fun for me, is it is theater of the mind. You can imagine 
what I look like, what Tammy looks like, Spin Psycho, Regina, Doc Mike, uh, Flexus, any of these characters that call the show and are part of our family. But you don't really know. Now, with the internet, it's changed. But Spin Psycho, Regina, I, have, I've, I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what Tammy... Uh, you know, Doc Mike, I've met some of these characters. I've met Lance, the bus driver. I've met him several times. Jay Scoop had a nice meal. We're friends because I had a meal with the great Jay Scoop. Helmet, but man, I don't. Right? I met Helmet Man. Yeah, Helmet Man. I knew him before he called the show. Yeah, hope he's around. I don't know what happened to him. He's gone, at least from calling the show. And uh, I've seen Cowboy and Windsor. Some of these guys are on the internet. Cowboy John Brad. If you do a search. I'm sure you'd rather, it sounds like you'd rather see the beautiful women in the Mallard Militia, uh, Scott, than, than the guys. But Cowboy on the CBC website, my man, uh, he, was, he was such a prolific hoarder in Canada that the Canadian government came and evicted him from his home. Oh. And I think he called himself the handsome hoarder. But if you type in uh, Cowboy John Windsor hoarding, some combination of those words, into Google, you'll find the story, and there's a photo of Cowboy John Brad in that in the squalor that he was living in in his home in Canada. The Canadian government had to they had to find a new home for him. It's so many papers and books and all that, and he is his mind. It's fascinating. He does not use computers. He doesn't own a computer. He's got this photographic memory. It's wild. I got a terrible memory. This guy's got an amazing memory. Uh, and as far as the other part of the question there, Scott, most embarrassing moments on the air. Uh, where do where do we begin? Uh, we, we, I mean, we, we've had I've had guests on. I didn't realize. I thought I was talking to player A, and I was talking to person B. That's been embarrassing. Uh, one time I did a show. I was hammered which is, I don't even get drunk very often, but this is years ago. I was in my 20s. I've told the story before, thumbnail version. So it was during the Olympics. I was doing a night show, local show in L.A. We were told we weren't going to be on because of Olympic coverage, network coverage on the Olympics. The program director says, hey, go hang out at a restaurant and stay in the area because if the Olympic coverage ends early, we'll put you on for like an hour. So we'd have to fill an hour. And so, okay, so we stayed out. We went to this place called Daltz in, in Burbank, which no longer exists. And we just watched you know, TV, ate chicken fingers, and drank beer and told radio stories all night. And then we get a phone call right when we're getting ready just to kind of wander the streets of Burbank and try to sober up. And the boss is like, hey, we need you. So... I went in, I did an hour of radio, and when you're inebriated, you curse, and you don't even realize you're cursing. Like, I have some filter on the radio. I've developed a bit of a filter, which isn't perfect, but it's pretty good. And when you're drunk, you don't do that. Uh, you know, the, the other thing, along that vein, I, I this was last, was it last year? Or, I guess it was two years ago, Gascon. Remember the famous pizza when I burned my mouth? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Rams game, yeah. Yeah, so I was supposed to go to a Rams-Bucks game when Jameis Winston was with the Bucks in 2019. I didn't get my request into the Rams soon enough. The Rams would not allow me in the stadium. Would not allow me in the stadium. So I stayed home and I made the Maller pizza. Garlic, onion, bell pepper, Maller pizza. <laughs> and I was so excited to eat the pizza that I 
I ate it before the pizza had cooled down, and I burned my tongue. Mm-hmm. And for the next week, I sounded like Lou Holtz. Hand yeah. to God, Scott. I sounded like Lou Holtz. I had a lisp as I was hemming and hawing on the radio. It was embarrassing. That was the game that uh, it's the game that Jared Goff had multiple turnovers, and Jameis Winston had like what, like six touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. Well, that was actually uh, Gascon. That was a uh, a preview, a foreshock of future attractions because that helped spur the Rams to eventually get rid of Jared Goff. So that was a big thing. So there you wild. Go. Anyway, all right. That's it. Anything else, Gascon? I think we're, we've run through all the emails that I have here. I have a stack of emails. There's some other ones, but I think no, no. Good. The the hats did come in though a couple days ago. I was in the studio, so many thanks. I know we had a couple emails and trackers. That's a reminder. So if anyone send anything to you or myself, they have to put our names on it because apparently the package with the hats did not have a name on it. So the people that were managing the uh, the mail for us are in a different department and they were just holding on to it because they had no idea who the um, yeah. recipient was of all that stuff. Yeah, so, and I, I will give out the address, not that anyone will write it down here, Gascon, but if you would like to send anything to Gascon or myself, not that you should and not that we, were, we want you to, but, well, actually we do want you to, but if you want to be part of it, you can send your uh, your package uh, to Ben Maller Show. You got to put that above the address line. Ben Maller Show, Fox Sports Radio, one five two six zero, one five two six zero Ventura Boulevard, and I believe it's Suite five hundred now. Yeah, I believe it's Suite five hundred, Sherman Oaks, California nine one four zero three. And that is the address. And we will let us know, though, so we make sure there's a lot of mail. Rush Limbaugh is still getting mail. I was in the other night after the Dodger NLCS game, and I look around at the stacks of mail looking for stuff for me. And George Norrie's got a bunch of stuff. And there's Rush Limbaugh, Cowherd, Steve Harvey, all the big stars of the Premier Networks. And uh, then I'm scrambling to try to find stuff for me. So Yeah. And and then, and then just a reminder to piggyback off of that um, – I wear a large T-shirt and a seven and three eighths <laughs> sized cap. So, uh, okay. Uh, just, just, uh, just well, people know, guess what? I wear a size eight hat. I have a big melon, a watermelon head, a lemon head, and I, I generally wear a two X long. I could wear an XL, but I don't like to. I look uh, too skinny in that, so I like a two X. Let it, let it breathe a little bit, but it has to be long because I'm lengthy. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, lanky, I think would be the term. Anyway, you you I swim in your clothes now. You, you do. You swim in your clothes. I like that, though. I like that. I like that. Because before, when I originally lost all the weight, I'm a yo-yo person. I, I've been pretty good with this new intermittent fasting. But when I lost the weight before, I gained a half of it back. I lost over 200 pounds, and I gained over 100 pounds back. <laughs> And I was so pissed. I got married. My wife's a great cook. And, you know, I was the honeymoon phase, and I just ate everything, literally. And I gained 100 pounds back. But since I've lost the 100, I've lost probably over 300 pounds in the last 12 years or so. It's crazy. Which is insane. But, uh, but, but, but anyway, so, yeah, so the, uh, the, the diet thing's working out and all that. But I, I like my clothes to be a little loose. Just in case I gain a little weight back, I still don't feel like a big fatty. 
You know, they do tell you though, don't they? they the diet experts tell you to wear jeans because you can't cheat in jeans. And yeah. if you've gained weight, they'll show you won't be able to put those jeans on anymore. Yeah. And a lot of you know, it's the old trick we all do as fat people. We just wear the gym shorts and the sweatpants and the things that you can expand the waist. So if you gain a couple of pounds, uh, it's no big deal. Wear a lot of black, a lot of gray, and a lot of blue. Yeah. And you can dress like me. I have my clothing uh, right off Skid Row, <laughs> the uh, line from Skid Row. Uh, very nice. All right. Uh, thank you, Gascon, for showing up. Will you be – how many podcasts next week? One, two, or three? What are we what's, the, what's the over-under at? Is it one and a half or two? One and a half. One and a half. Right. I'll take the under. I'm take T-B-D. The All right. Let's have a great day. We'll be back <laughs> on the radio. I will be tonight. It's 11 o'clock in the West Sunday night, 2 a.m. in the East Monday morning. I a got a feeling week. your opening monologue could be something – Arizona related? Uh, it might be baseball related. You never uh, know. Tune a, in. A rare, a rare and appropriate baseball monologue. It could be. All right. Anyway, have a great day. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Remember, five stars, cameo.com. You want a cameo? We're there for you. And we'll catch you next time. Aloha. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.